From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Monsignor Sam Bianco. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from three donors. The first is Hildegard Reinthaler from King City, Ontario, in memory of her late husband, Hubert J. Reinthaler, and for the future of her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. The second are Paul and Rose Studder, from Maricopa, Arizona, for family unity and for the family to return to the church. The third is offered in memory of Zoe Kennedy and her niece, Dorothy Kennedy, and for the deceased members of the Kennedy and Rooney family. Our thanks to all the donors for the gift of this Mass today. In order to celebrate in a proper manner, then, the loving care that Jesus has for us, we pause for a moment and seek the mercy and forgiveness of our sins. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on all of us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Guard your church, we pray, O Lord, in your unceasing mercy, and since without you mortal humanity is sure to fall, may we be kept by your constant helps from all harm and directed to all that brings salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, so shall they be like snow. Though they are like red crimson, so shall they become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Zion shall be redeemed by justice, and those in her who repent by righteousness. But rebels and sinners shall be destroyed together, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed. 
The strong shall become like tinder, and their work like a spark. They and their work shall burn together, with no one to quench them. The word of the Lord. be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' chair. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. 
They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have all people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, and all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Your servant, it's quite clear what a bad leader is. A bad leader is someone who lays heavy burdens on people, wears them down. A bad leader is one who doesn't practice what he or she preaches. And a bad leader is one who always wants to take the first place, the place of honor. A good leader is one who helps lift whatever the burdens people are carrying, who acts with integrity, for whom there's a, a, a coordination between who they are and what they do. But most importantly, the very best of good leaders are those who are, some, who are humble, who give service. They're good servants. I trust most of us would agree, at least I hope so, that Pope Francis is indeed truly a good servant. Can't speak to what goes on in the interiority of his own conscience, but everything we can see from the outside points to the fact that we are privileged at this day and age to have an excellent leader and an excellent servant. And part of his leadership, so essential right now, is that he is asking the church to be synodal, We've spoken about this before. The word synod, to be synodal, means walking together. And he wants to bring all the constituents in the church, indeed, he, his arms go out wider in the world to bring together, to look at the reality of the church, to see its strengths and weaknesses, and to help it grow. No opinion in the Pope's mind is ever to be excluded. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be acted upon, but as much as possible, every voice, every opinion is to be heard. Now, we're in the middle of March, and there's a process going on with the Synod. We began in October, but because of COVID, things may have gotten tied up and, and not properly responded to. And so, at least in this part of Canada, at the end of March, they're going to gather together the various parish results and observations. Then they're going to move on to the whole of Canada and then to all the diocese. And it's hoped by the 15th of August that the whole world will present it to the Pope the opinions, the views that they've gathered together. And that's why I'm appealing you today, because there's a certain urgency to not let it go those of you who are in this part of Canada, but 
don't lose the opportunity to express your hopes, your feelings, and your ideas. And those hopes and feelings are based on four principles. They must be Eucharistic. They have to be based on communitarian love. And they have to have prayer and the Holy Spirit. If that combination is together, then as we meet, as we talk, then there's a context in which we bring forth in our opinions. The Pope says we're to listen. And to whom does he want us to listen? Well, in the Pope's mind, he wants us to listen to everybody, both in the church and outside the church. And he especially mentions in a number of his comments, he wants us to hear the laity, young people, women, and religious uh, congregations. And then he singles out three groups of people whom he calls the discarded minorities and the excluded. Those are terrible words, aren't they? No one wants to feel discarded, excluded, a minority cast by the side. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. And being the kind of person he is, that's where the Pope especially reaches out. He's pleading for us to make sure that we bring forth that those who are excluded, who feel that they're minorities, have their voice said in the direction, the hopes, the desires of the church, not only now and in the future. Now, that method of listening, I know some people have already expressed some reservations and they say, well, you're changing the church into something it's not. No, that's not what's happening. What is happening is a listening process that works in a dual perspective. Here's the way the Pope puts it. First, bottom-up, meaning from the grassroots, daily experiences of the communities and people, and then top-down, which involves the collegial ministry of the bishops. Only in this way can we reach and take decisions on questions that are essential for the faith and the life of the church. So the church sees it not as the destruction of the apostolic ministry at all, but a working together from the bottom up, the views and opinions of people, but also the response of the Pope himself and the bishops to all the questions. And that's coming together, that conjunction, working out the details. Yes, not without some pain and hurt and some struggles, but with some clarification and a deep sense of hope. And the questions the Pope puts forward are, are available to everyone. You can go to your diocesan website, or if you don't, if you don't have it, the, the, the website is very simple. It's called synod.va. That's S-Y-N-O-D dot V-A. Plug it in your internet, and it'll bring up the whole reality of what the Pope is talking for about. It's called a vade mecum for the synod. Vade mecum means to go with me. And I just give you a flavor of some of the questions the Pope is asking us to talk about. Companionships on the journey, learning how to listen, how to speak out with clarity and courage, how to celebrate together, how to share responsibility. What's the dialogue between the church and humanity? What are the relationships for ecumenism? How is authority and what is participation to mean what is discerning and deciding? How is it to take place? And how do we form ourselves into truly a walking together, a truly synodal church? It's an old idea that he's brought the Holy Spirit to and a refreshing. I'll give you an image you remember from, I'm sure, the scriptures. When Jesus was with there on the plain and people were hungry, they said, nothing to eat. 
And they said, um, well, there's someone here, a boy with five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus said, bring that forward. Bring the five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus took that and he blessed it and broke it and multiplied it into a bounty to feed everyone. Well, that's what the Pope is asking you and me today. Every one of you who's listening, who's watching on television, you have five loaves and two fishes. Maybe they're not perfect. Maybe they're not the best of everything, but please bring them forward. That's what the Pope wants. And taking that together and discerning and listening and blessing, we'll find out not only the strengths of the church and its weaknesses, but how we can better serve one another and serve the world that Jesus has given us. We are together in this. We need everybody's five loaves and two fishes. Will you join with me, please, and we'll offer our prayers and petitions to the Lord today. Let us pray for those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those looking for a deeper awareness of God in their lives. We pray to the Lord. As always, we pray for those who lack adequate food, housing, and shelter, those with mental health challenges and problems, and their families. We pray to the Lord. For our own personal intentions, for the people for whom we love and care for, and for all those united with us in prayer, we pray to the Lord. Jesus, you are the servant of all people, and you call all of us to serve one another. Teach us to be good servants, good followers, of the Holy Spirit and of your leadership through Christ our Lord. Amen. Today, we join with Pope Francis, who has entrusted the people of Ukraine to the intercession of Mary, the Mother of God. And we ask Our Lady, through her powerful intercession, to open hearts so that anger, resentment, and division may start to be healed and that any further escalation of unnecessary violence may be avoided. For this we pray to the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name. Be pleased to work your sanctification within us by means of these mysteries, O Lord, and by it may we be cleansed of earthly faults and lead to the gifts of heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you will that our self-denial should give you thanks, humble our simple pride, contribute to the feeding of poor persons, and so help us to imitate you in your kindness. And so we glorify you with countless angels as with one voice of praise we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew falls, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, all the clergy and all the people of God, Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
at the Savior's command, informed now by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer one another a sign of the peace of Christ. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. May the refreshment of this sacred table, O Lord, we pray, bring us an increase in devoutness of life and the constant help of your work of conciliation through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I mentioned in my sermon the website to get to the context of the Synod. 
It's www.synod.va, S-Y-N-O-D dot V-A. And there you'll find something called a Vatimacum or an outline of the program for the Synod. And if you go to page 40 to 42, you'll find all the questions that the Pope wants us to listen to, to talk to, and to write about. So please go to that website, go to your diocesan one, but you'll find all the questions which will provide more than enough room for lots of discussion and observation. God bless and thank you. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.